This is Thoughts and Players. Hello and welcome to level 31 of the Thoughts and Players podcast, the gaming podcast with both takes and no strings attached. I am Jeremy, here once again with my two compadres. I have David. What up? And I have Corey. His coconut gun can fire in spurts. If he shoots ya, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, I like that one. Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. DK rap, baby. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. you've I think you've made that stupid joke on like 80% of my quotes. And it's not funny. That it's Banjo Kazooie? That it's a different game than the one I quoted. It's funny when it's a game I don't care well, about. Well, I don't I don't know the games you quote, so I'm just taking guesses, right? Gotcha. Sorry. Well, you're 0 for 25 at this point. Okay, okay. Means I got, what, six right? All right, there we go. All right. All right. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, chickens, ducks, and hens, we want to thank you for uh, coming along this level. 31, launching up in our 30s into our 40s, and we're going to get this level cracking right away. We're going to jump into the newsy news. That's right. The morning announcements. Now, we have four items on the list start with news item number one overwatch crossplay is live um let's see here i don't really play overwatch david's our overwatch connoisseur david is crossplay live yes they they call it beta i think but like it's it's there, you know, finally, after being a game for four years. And I think it's a good thing. So now, like, me and my roommate, we can play together now, you know? And, like, it helps with, you know, if you're playing in a time of day where not a lot of people are playing, now you'll be put in with everybody. You can be just PC or just Xbox or whatever, mm-hmm. or it can be mixed. So I... I I think all games should do this, and this is a good step in the right direction. Yeah, this uh, this isn't the best game to do it for, though, right? Like PC players have like distinct advantages, like correct. I mean, to a point, there's a very low uh, learning curve I, or floor. I, I forget what the the, the term is. It, you do have a, a slight advantage, but if you're like really good you can still do better than a pc player like if you're using overwatch if you're a grandmaster on xbox or playstation you're gonna beat a silver or gold pc player well yeah but even the match the pc i don't know it seems kind of tough as a as a console only player obviously you like those shorter wait times for games but whoo that's rough that's tough yeah i mean Apex has had it for a while, and I haven't seen too much complaining of, you know, PC complaining about console, console complaining about PC. But, I mean, I, yeah, I, I can I see your point. Hey, the green rises, though, right? Let me know if you need a Lucio, David. <laughs> you got I'll, it. Uh, 
I'm a mean Lucio. Speed us around everywhere. Everyone knows that May is life. Okay. I mean, if you're not being May, then I don't know what you're doing. Unless I you're May, one of the other. May was the first gold gun I got. Here you who's go. Your, who's I your main, David? May. I like like your top three. My top three that I play is Moira, Zarya, and May. Okay. I'm a uh, I'm a junk rat, uh, Farah, and uh, Lucio. Nice. Yeah. Fun game that Overwatch. It is. When you're not raging. <laughs> um, let's move to news item number two, which is uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Director's Cut announced. I believe it's coming out in August sometime, if I'm correct. Um, and it's going to have all the next-gen bells and whistles attached to it for the PlayStation 5. Um, Corey, I know you played this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming since you downloaded, you got it digitally, that you'd be able to re-download and install it on your PS5? You can, but I do not have it digitally. I bought it physically. Ah, okay. um, So I have a, uh, a digital PS5, so I think I'm going to skip this. As much as I love Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to pay uh, $60 or maybe even 70 I don't know what the brand new price is on PS5 for the content that they're adding. It seems like they're adding a new island. It's Iki? Iki? Ishi? Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to have a new like story part of it, which sounds really cool. You know, it's probably going to look beautiful on the PS5. Uh, low times, which are already short, are going to be non-existent. But I don't think I'm going to double dip. How about you? You have it digitally, right? Or no? No, I have the physical version. Oh, you have the disc PS5. Yep. yep. Okay, so you can upgrade it for thirty bucks. Are you you going to go for it? I probably will. Okay. Yeah, seeing as like. Um, it was one. Of, it, it was my top game last year, and I'll be honest, I need a reason to play my PS5. I haven't touched it in weeks. This would be a great reason to actually use the weird Wi-Fi router-looking thing. So, yeah, and plus, I'm, I want to look at that new expand-alone content, uh, with the new island and the different stuff they're adding, and obviously playing that 4K 60. I believe it runs mm-hmm. at. Um, yeah, I'm definitely down for it. Yeah. Now it uh, take another three months to beat that. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very low dig right there. That came out of nowhere. Ooh. I cannot believe he did that. Um, but yeah. Speaking of Sony, we're gonna move to news out of number three, which is that Sony buys Housemark. You may be wondering, well, who's Housemark? They're a development studio. You may be wondering, well, what did they develop? Well, they developed a little game called Returnal that Corey's talked about that we've did a yay or nay on. Um, and they, there's also signs of them signing Bluepoint or Bluepoint being acquired. Um, so you have Hellsmart, possibly Bluepoint. They're trying to gobble up these studios. But Sony says it's not an arms race with Microsoft. Now, if we remember, Microsoft bought everybody almost <laughs> last year. Uh, so they're saying it's not an arms race. Okay, but you need gobbling up some studios. What do we really think, guys? Is this is this an arms race, really? Uh, I don't know per se because 
I think they're saying that because Microsoft tried to go for Discord and they ended up being partners, not buying Discord. Yeah. But with Microsoft buying Bethesda, Bethesda I think they're trying to get some uh, studios in there under their belt so they yeah. have competition. Possibly. Um, yeah, it feels a little bit different. Housemark and Bluepoint, uh, they both already feel like PlayStation developers. Yeah. You know, they've made games pretty much exclusively for the PlayStation. There's been a few that have been like kind of outside of PlayStation. For the most part, they're they're PlayStation developers. Um, so it just feels like kind of a natural thing. We're like, hey, you've been making games for us. We like you as a studio. We want to give you that security. Now, um, I said it's not an arms race, and I, and I do believe them, but it almost feels like it has to be an arms race at this point because yeah. Microsoft is buying so many. It feels like it's going back to the days of a couple generations ago. I would say last gen, it felt way more free, where obviously there was exclusive games, but it felt like, hey, all the big titles are on every single console. And now it feels like it's getting a little bit tighter, which, yeah. in my opinion, is good. It, it just leads to better games. Right. And usually what ends up happening is, is that as that as that kind of occurs, you have these breakoffs, right? That kind of happen and these new studios form up and they come up with their own interesting ideas and IPs. So even though you may have, you know, more studios kind of being aligned with one side or the other, that also leaves, you know, a lot of examples for, you know, like um, you know, people from from three four three studios are working on Halo compared to, you know, um, right. you know, you know, in Destiny, different stuff like that, how they were able to break off, kind of have control of your of the different IPs and stuff. We see this stuff happening with uh, Blizzard Activision, where a lot of their people are leaving to create either their own studios to work on new RPG IPs or new real time strategy RPG or um, real time strategy games. So, you know, you'll eventually maybe have that happening too. There's different fracturing of things, and you'll get these new interesting ideas, but. It does feel a little tighter. It feels like there's a little bit of an arms race, and it's very, very cool to see Nintendo standing to the side, not doing anything really like they've done all along, <laughs> but somehow still be there. Um, so, yeah. To be fair, they already have one of the best first-party uh, studios, you know? So, it's okay. Like, they already have a... a, uh, a uh, What's the word I'm looking for here? Just a, a bunch of good first-party studios. I feel you. You know what they need to do, though? A, Nintendo, a stable. Nintendo, take my advice. Take your buckets of money you've made from the Switch and go buy Platinum Games. Just do it already. Okay? I don't I don't like that. Yeah, you don't? No. no I'd rather Platinum Games be making stuff for the next gen. Oh, I'm, wow. For the real gen. For the real oh, next gen. Oh, oh, the, wow. the, the, 4, the 4K <laughs> 60 crowd. Oh, you mean like the 4K Switch? That's going to be coming out late 2021, early 2022? Oh, that should have been on our news. I, I didn't know it was announced. I'm sorry. Is that number four? News item number four. There's going to be a multiplayer control spinoff <laughs> that was announced by Remedy. Now, if you don't know who Remedy is, Remedy may control. Um... We have a peek behind the scenes. We here at Thoughts and Players have a little bit of a complicated relationship with Control. But um, we uh, we do understand its merits. And um, yeah, Remedy is an interesting studio in and of itself. So guys, you've had some exposure to Control and Remedy and how they make stuff. Multiplayer spinoff. Is there any interest in this? Yes or no? 
What are you thinking? Okay, so Control is that one game I played, right? That we were to do it wasn't worth it. They never did. The red, the red-haired lady that can control stuff with her mind. Okay, yeah, yeah that was Jeremy, a very good. Game. Jeremy made us play a uh, over a year old game, and then didn't even let us do it. Wasn't worth it on it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate that because that was yeah. a really good game. Yeah, I beat it. I beat it in everything. Really? Yeah, wow. I beat. I I beat it. I didn't beat it. Beat it. Does that make sense? No, it does. Oh, it does yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, he beat but, it. Yeah, he didn't that was beat a good it, game. It. Did you not get like a true ending? Or but you well, but you seen you seen credits, right? Like that's beating a game. You see credits. You saw credits. Yeah, I. Well, okay. I guess it's a Euro game. So I I beat it. Got credits and everything. But then more game came, and I'm, <laughs> I'm doing the more game part. <laughs> Okay, then you know what? You beat it, but you didn't beat it. Beat it. That's actually a perfect yeah, way to put it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that I I'm kind of excited. You said more game came. That's a perfect way to describe it. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, Jeremy, are you excited? <laughs> um, a little bit. I mean the the actual combat mechanics of control are like fun and interesting. So if they can just get rid of the whole way they tell the story and just have the multiplayer combat components of it. I think I probably dig it a little bit. What about you? Uh, kind of hit or miss on it. I think yeah. the combat is probably, I don't know, man. I just never got with uh, controls like movement. It always felt, I don't know, a little bit floaty or something, which I guess is kind of the point, but uh, I, I never felt a hundred percent in control of either my shooting or my moving. Um, feels like they need to tighten up a little bit. I'm not a game developer, so I mean, what can I tell them? You know, obviously, I'm an guess, idiot. But guess what? You think that's floaty? I'm gonna go ahead and let you borrow Bio Mutant, and then you, <laughs> then you'll be exposed to what real floaty feels like. Gotcha. Yeah. Control will feel real tight then. Control will feel like much better controls. That ends the morning announcements, and that moves us on to the roundtable. This is a big one. This is a big one because this is the video game character fight to the death tourney finale. Okay. Brought to you by Dogecoin. Mm. And, you know, we've been doing this, I want to say maybe for about four years now. And uh, at least that's what. Yeah. And, And so we have these titans of industry. They've won each of their solo brackets from the platformers, the fighters, the shooters, the action adventure, the RPGs, the assassin spies, the horror, and the overpowered, as well as the fighters. Can't forget the fighters in a fighting tourney. Well, we've got our Elite Eight. They are going to battle it out to the death, and we will have someone who wins uh, our Hunger game, so to speak. And then... I'll just I'll put the little drop of Hunger Game music in there. Probably not. I'll get copyrighted. So <laughs> we've got our eight champions. Should I list our eight champions? Yes. Okay. So our eight champions are Sonic of the Hedgehog, Scorpion of the Mortal Kombat, Samus of the Metroid, the Hunter. Of the Bloodborne, Darth Revan of the Knights of the Old Republic, 
Ryu of the Ninja Gaiden. Rico of the Just Cause. And Kirby of the Kirby. These are our eight champions. And they will go head to head. Random pickings like we've been doing this whole time. So we want to have some epic fights. And we may have some fights that may seem uneven at first. But as we, do, as we talk it out, you know, things change. So, guys, I've listed our eight champions, the brackets they've come, they've come from. Um, what would you guys uh, give your a bit a bit of a, a small opinion or idea or thoughts on of the journey we've taken to this point and what you're looking forward to in the final phrase of this tournament? Um, I just want to assure everyone that we're going to pick the best champion. I have been threatened. I have been blackmailed. Uh, for certain people not making it, but that will not cause me to pick one way or the other. I'm going to right. pick the best fighter on this list, no matter how small or how pink he is. God bless. Yeah, I mean, this is this is gonna be a fun one. That's all I got. Great. Great. Yeah, I agree. Great analysis. I agree. And I I agree wholeheartedly with that. And with that being said, we are going to jump into the first battle. Yes. And this first battle sees boop ba beep ba boop ba beep ba bop Samus versus the lone female. Beep ba beep ba beep ba bop ba bop Ryu of Ninja Gaiden. Oh, I like this one. It's a good first fight. It's a good first fight. Who do we think takes this? Um, now, you've got two absolute mammoths here. Titans. Ryu and all his abilities and prowess and Ninja Gaiden. The way he's able to dismantle everything that he, uh, he, he, he runs up against. But then, of course, we have Samus. Our interstellar intergalactic champion, um, who always finds a way, who was trained to fight. Who is it? Who do we have here? So here's the thing we've gone over all these champions, they've all fought at least three battles, so we know their abilities pretty well at this point. Um, so I think it's going to go kind of quick. Uh, mm -hmm. for me, Ryu has distinct advantages in agility, strength. Stealth, acrobatics. Um, Samus has the armor uh, that will protect her, but I think at the end of the day, Ryu is just a stronger combatant with more abilities that will take Samus down pretty easily. Mm. Mm. I don't know David, if it's going to be easy. Thinking? I don't know if going to be easy because I feel Samus can adapt very well, and I feel like she'll put up a fight. But I, I also do think Ryo wins because the amount of things that he can do is just overwhelming compared to what Samus has for a kit. Mm. That's two for Ryu. Um, might as well make it three, though, because mm. clean sweep for <laughs> Ryu. Samus, unfortunately, goes down. Um, you know, very valiant effort. Yes. And and that in that bracket she came in, but it just it just wasn't working. Just wasn't working. 
Um, goes down pretty quickly there to Ryu. So, our next fight. Beep, bop, bop, beep, boop, bop, beep, boop, beep. We have Rico of Just Cause. He will go against beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, beep. Darth Revan of Star Wars, the Knights of the Old Republic. This is, uh, this is interesting. It is interesting. Now, um, I've, I've played Knights of the Old Republic, but I guess I really don't know, understand Darth Revan's, like, total kit. Is he, would you say he's as strong as Darth Vader? And, like, the feats we've seen Darth Vader pull, is he a little bit weaker, stronger even? Do we even have those kind of, like, visuals? Yeah, I would say that he is of equal, if not stronger, than than Vader. Okay. Yeah. Um. Then I think this is pretty one-sided. I do what's, too. What's the just cause kit, real quick? Uh, explosives. Every kind of explosive you could think of. Yeah. A wingsuit, grappling hook. Yeah. Um, just pure craziness mm-hmm. in his head. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't think he could land a hit on a Jedi, a Sith Lord. Yeah, even even with his craziness and then making him uncertain, I th- just Jedi powers is just kind of hard to uh, point against. Right, right. Unless you have them yourself. Right, especially for someone who, in theory, is just a regular regular dude. Yeah. Right. Uh, this would be an absolute slaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that was the risk. We, that's the risk you take sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah, Rico Rico gets slaughtered by Darth Revan. Um and let me say let me tell you, uh I definitely saw that coming. Um <laughs> so we got we got Darth Revan moving ahead here. We got a random random fight here for our next combatant. Beep boop beep boop beep. They have Scorpion of the Mortal Kombat. Get over here. Exactly. Exactly. And he is telling who to get over here. He is telling the hunter of Bloodborne to get over here. Back away. <laughs> so so uh so we have we have Scorpion versus the Hunter. I think this is a great matchup. I really like I these too. two fighting. It feels like too. they're on pretty even ground. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy, I think you'd like to say whenever we fought with the hunter that this could be an enemy. And Scorpion's probably a little more agile than most enemies in the Bloodborne universe. But yeah, you could definitely see him fitting in that world very well. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. hunter would make a great guest character in the Mortal Kombat franchise. So mm-hmm. um, whew, I don't know. Uh, David or Jeremy, when do you guys want to start it? No, I don't. I don't know. Bloodborne too well, but I know Scorpion has a great kit, even throughout all the games, even what's changed and everything. And he was actually the one I would play when I actually played Mortal Kombat. And I feel like he has this. Mm. But again, I don't know Bloodborne very well. I just know the slight capabilities. Um... All right, so I'll say this. I think the Hunter also has a very good kit. He has a good variety of weapons. He does have some magic. He has a pistol. Um, 
He, he, he is outclassed a little bit in the speed department against Scorpion, I think, with his ability to teleport and uh, his range weapon. But I think he's the type of fighter that was made to fight a Scorpion like enemy. Mm-hmm. Would he be able to defeat him? It's tough. Hunter, Hunter kind of like Samus is a survivor. You know, he gets the job done any means necessary. And I don't think Scorpion is such a big threat that he couldn't get past him. So for that reason, I think Hunter takes it. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Does Scorpion have any, like, really, um, like, any good crowd control or area attacks, really? Because, I mean, you I, know, how, you, how do you keep someone like the Hunter at bay, really? Like, even though it's a fatality, like, in the games, you can breathe out fire. And... In the games, you know, he's just blowing it right on them, but he could use it for area effect. Yeah, that's a that's a Tuesday afternoon for the hunter. That's, I mean, that's what it feels. That's what it feels like. <laughs> I think. I think. My bad. In this in this <laughs> fight, it's so good, and I think in this fight, I'm gonna end up going hunter. Ooh. Just, just, just barely, two to one, two to one. just barely. It's a, good, it's a good fight. It's a good fight. It's, it's definitely it's a good fight. This is probably gonna be the fairest fight. Oh yeah, that is a that is a battle right. That is a battle right there. And the reason I am chuckling a little bit is because I now see who our last two combatants are, and this is <laughs> it's gonna be the greatest battle we have maybe <laughs> in the entire tourney. We have Sonic the Hedgehog. Versus Kirby the Kirby, uh, and I, 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 I'm gonna tell you something. For me, just being honest, I don't, I don't know who. I, d- I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I might have misspoken because this is actually a really great fight. This yeah. is this is highly competitive. I really don't know which way to lean. Uh, I know right. Sonic. Sonic was the first battle we did. You know, yep. the platformers, and I feel like we almost thought he was the favorite to win it all. Yeah. After he won the platforming one because we went through his abilities and he seemed I mean, like he the man. Just, he didn't win. He dominated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no, it was nothing. I, I was worried. This. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just say, ever since he's won, like, I've been worried that this was just going to be a one sided battle and there's going to be no reason to do a top eight. But as we've been winning, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe they can take him. Maybe they can take him. And then with Kirby being the final victor, now it's like, Okay, who's gonna take Kirby? It's gonna be Sonic if it's Sonic. That, but that's it. I mean, Kirby was in the overpowered bracket for a reason. He didn't really fit in anything else. We just know he's a super strong character that's hard to kill, and he can kill. So, can Sonic overcome that? I don't know because Sonic is all about speed, and that speed gives you so many abilities. You know, when you punch something, when you're running at light speed, well, now you just set off an atomic bomb. You know, that's kind of how your punch feels when you're running that fast. He also has the uh, Chaos Emeralds. When you get all is it seven, it's seven, it's seven of them. You're supersonic. You're invincible. You can't die. You know, as long as you have rings, can he collect those in this arena? You know, Kirby also has the Warp Star, which makes him every bit as fast as Sonic. But that's an item. It's not his natural ability. So can he do it? I, I don't know. I don't see either of these two as like straight up killers. They both kind of take the battles, you know, with a little bit right. of like charm, like, oh, I can do this later. So I don't know. 
Mm. For me, I think the advantage in a battle, I'm giving a slight nod here to Sonic. And the reason for that is because Sonic can catch him with the speed off rip. Soon as the battle commences, Sonic can catch, get him off balance with the speed. Mm. And That's I think he'll just be too fast for Kirby to be able to navigate and use those abilities he has to keep him at bay in order to do what he needs to do, which would be, you know, um, gulp him up, take his abilities, any other type, type of items, right? How does Kirby right. even get to an item? Sonic is so fast, he can get him, he can maneuver him, he can position him where he wants. Off rip comes at the speed. So for that, I'm giving a slight nod here to Sonic in the fight. Because thinking about it, I was imagining like the fight in my head. If Kirby was to try to suck up Sonic to take his abilities, Sonic can literally just stay right behind him, no matter how fast Kirby could try and spin. Right. He can he can just avoid his his sucking in, right. and that's where that's where Kirby can essentially win. Is right. he's going to have Kirby's powers and Sonic's powers, but if he doesn't suck him up, he I I don't know if he can take it. So you're voting Sonic. I still don't know. What do you, what are you thinking? I was blackmailed not to vote for Kirby. And this has nothing to do with that, but <laughs> I I think I'm voting Sonic for the pure aspect of off the rip like Jeremy said, he can go for that KO instantly. I think he gets it. So I vote Sonic. All right, unanimous. Sonic. Tough battle, man. Tough, that was a tough battle. One, man. Sonic takes it. Kirby, who I think we all thought he may have a chance to just dominate. Um, he, he, he gets beat. Sonic hands him, hands him that L. Um, we've got our four champions now. <laughs> and uh, we're, getting, we're getting close. So now... We're going to keep going in this battle. Remember, this is the finale. We will have a victor. Right. So our uh, first selection of the next round with combatants. And I mean, you got to remember, these guys are absolute warriors. Um, randomly, it is Sonic. And let's see who Sonic goes against. Beep, boop, bop, beep, boop, bop, beep, boop, bop, beep. Ryu of Ninja Gaiden. Oh no. Oh no. So we've got. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Uh, That's a good matchup. This is another great matchup. Obviously, we're in the final yeah. four. So these are our four strongest uh, combatants, we think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with these two. This could have easily been a final, and I would have not have known who to pick. Uh, Ryu is yeah. a cold-blooded killer. He's a ninja. He's an assassin. He's got all the tools of the trade. He's got his sword. He's got his shurikens. He has magic. Um, he's got abilities. It's just mm -hmm. so much is pouring out of him. It's hard to imagine anyone defeating him. Now, Sonic right. has speed. Does he have the killer instinct needed? He knows he's in a death battle, so he would have to have it. Mm -hmm. Will 
Will that propel him to kill Ryu? It would. I, I, like all everyone, everyone in this entire roster, I feel like they they know what they're doing and they have to do what they have to do. But I feel like Ryu being a, a ninja slash assassin, he might not be as fast as Sonic, but he definitely has the capabilities of predicting what he's going to do. Ninjas, you know, they need to like pay attention to every little detail and they know what's going on. And he's going to have a sense of what Sonic is trying to th- thinking of what to do. Right, right. Now, yeah, I don't think Sonic, I mean, if Sonic can kill a Kirby, I mean, have you looked at a Kirby? They're adorable. <laughs> if Sonic can kill a Kirby, he can kill a Ryu. Okay. Um, so I don't think that, but I do think all of Ryu's abilities, does he have the strength and the abilities and the powers to stave off Sonic's attacks? Right. To to negate that speed and different things that he would be doing. Does does he have enough of that to make it difficult? Would he be able to get a shot or a head in on Sonic? Because I also feel like if you're able to get a couple of blows in on Sonic, you can probably take him down. He's, you know, he's kind of he's kind of a glass cannon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All you need is one predicament where he's flying by you and you just stick your sword out and you slash him in half. So. Um, for that reason, I'm picking Ryu. It's up to you two now. This is really tough. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. And <laughs> I, I got to put my own biases aside here. And try to be objective. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm being straight, honest. And who would win? No, no pitsy betsies. And it's not. It's not going to feel good for me. Um, but <laughs> I'm. I'm going to have to probably go with Ryu of Ninja Gaiden. I just feel like. I just feel like he would have some ways to negate a lot of Sonic strengths, and. And take care of the job, do the business. There we have it, David. What way were you leaning? I'll, I, I was actually kind of leaning Rio, mm. but I'm gonna vote Sonic so it doesn't wish wash it. <laughs> All there right, you go. there you so go. Sonic, so Sonic feels a little better about himself. Yeah, I'll give him a little pat on the back. I see you. He deserves it. Yeah. Valiant effort. From the OG. Um, and then, of course, now we have the Hunter versus Darth Revan. Um, this to me, Darth Revan feels like he could be in the Bloodborne world as well. The only difference is, is that Darth Revan has that telekinetic power right right so that's the difference where the hunter can't use his he's going to be as agile as the hunter but he's also going to be able to use different force powers to negate the hunter's you know agility and maneuverability and different things like that um 
which is making me lean lean Darth Revan at the moment. But what are you guys thinking? Well, what's so hard about him is what is there to get past the whole Jedi like like force the telekinesis or whatever you said like there's there's nothing really that overpowers that nothing that the hunter would have no i don't think so like that's the hard part about the like you could maybe almost put any jedi in there and if they have control over the jedi power they kind of just nah nah some jedis are bitches we ain't gonna go that far (laughs) All right. Now, I, I don't think it's so far out of the realm for Bloodborne to like have telekinesis powers. I know there's beasts in there that that will throw rocks at you telekinesisly. You know, they'll lift up rocks or they'll shoot beams at you. Like it's mm-hmm. not out of the realm of possibility. That's that's sort of Jedi esque. You know, so you mm-hmm. do fight enemies that have some sort of control around the environment. Mm-hmm. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that he would fight something like this. But you also have to know that Darth Revan is probably a master swordsman as well. Right. Probably. Which makes it that much tougher. And his weapon, a lightsaber, is much stronger than anything the Hunter has in terms of durability and killing power. Right. Which makes it tough, because I like Hunter a lot better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't... I, some people, I don't care about Star Wars at all. I really don't but want like, a Jedi. I, just, I really don't want a Jedi winning this. I know. I don't and like and like I don't want to I don't think the, the whole tournament has been very serious. We've taken this commitment very seriously. Yes. But at times we've also leaned more towards our favorites. We've all done um, it like once. A couple times, you know. A couple times. Maybe. I don't know. But, I like I I think but, it's the Jedi. I am going to also say the Jedi. And I say um, this yeah. because I know what's going to happen to the Jedi next round. <laughs> so the hunter gets uh, decimated by Darth Revan. <laughs> but, um, you know, again, a great fight, a great fight, which leaves our final to be. Darth Revan versus Ryu of Ninja Gaiden. I don't know where we went wrong in this tournament, but I find it hard to believe that a ninja and a Jedi are two of the strongest characters in all of gaming. They're they're what they do. I I just don't know how it happened. Like Kratos got no votes in his first round fight. You know, like if Kratos got bodied by by whoever Kirby was going to win that bracket Bayonetta who got bodied by Kirby who got bodied by Sonic (laughs) Sonic got bodied by Darth Revan it feels feels like Darth Revan would have lost to any of those people nah (laughs) so uh, but it's a good it's a good final battle two master swordsmen uh, both with abilities Um, it's tough you know, Darth Revan is a great fighter. He's got all the Jedi abilities that he needs. Force lightning, mm-hmm. depending on what side you go on, or force push. Uh, Ryu is in a class of his own, though, with the speed, with the power, the durability, the stamina. Um, he can't control minds or telekinesis like Darth Revan, but he is a master class in all the abilities I just mentioned. So, to me, it is Ryu Hayabusa. Of the Ninja Gaiden. 
David, you've already made your uh, racism against Star Wars things well known, but I mean, where are you leaning here? Are you going? Are you going uh, Darth Revan here? Or are you going? You going Ryu? I'm. Uh, I'm thinking it's Revan, but. I f- I feel like Ryu can withstand dealing with the Force. I feel like with his selected, it with I don't know what I'm trying to say. With the things he has in his kit, I feel like the Force isn't really going to be that much of a problem for him. Because, mm. like many fighters we've had, Revenant is winning everything solely on like one huge thing that he has and that's the force if the force isn't really a big thing to ryu ryu easily takes this right and but he does have the force right but uh uh, where where are you leading you know where he's leaning don't talk to him if you want to. You want an unbiased. I, I, I think I think you may know where I'm leaning based upon abilities, based upon the mastery of their art as far as fighting and their abilities and the role they play in the world. Right. Well, then you're leaning towards Ryu. I don't know how you got that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but I I think look, you made a bunch of good points, but you know. I think I think you know where where we're kind of going. Yeah, David. I think I think I think you know who the sway me. I think you know who I'm, the champion is. Here's the deal. I'm on the Ninja Gaiden fandom page and I'm looking at his skills and abilities and it, it's Hold a on, hold on. You just said you just said that we've all they we all know their abilities. So I mean yeah. we don't you know, I can I can go to the Darth Revan wiki and list all the things that he does and is able I'm to not play. I'm not going to list everyone. I'm just okay. saying it's a mile. It's a mile long. There's things I right, haven't even right. mentioned. So, right. So is Darth Revan's. Absolutely. So is his. Absolutely. David, where you where you going? Okay. So we're all we're focusing on the one thing Revenant has, and that's the forest. But Ryu can also stop time. Yes. Can Revenant do that? No. He can definitely slow time. That's a that's a Jedi power now, huh? Must have missed that in episode one through nine. <laughs> Weird. Well, seeing that um, Knights of the Old Republic came out before episodes one, two, and three, um, maybe you might want to get caught up on some stuff. Yeah, sounds like it. It's, it's non-canon now, by the way, David. Technically, it never even happened in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I don't know where you're going. Uh, um, and I just want to know, what kind of podcast would we be if we voted in a movie character, a movie franchise? A character? movie character? You mean a video game character based off of a legendary video game and video game franchise based off a legendary move franchise. That's that that's was, what you mean. That, that's started, you mean. As, that started as a movie. That's what you mean. You gotta, you gotta do all that stuff. Remember, you gotta it's go back. Dis- all it's disgusting. <laughs> oh my god, you guys are killing me. Um, 
what is compared to what a video game <laughs> character that um, wasn't good enough in another video game. So they created another separate video game franchise just for him to make him seem like he's more bad a than he actually is. Like, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, let's, Ryu let's, also has, let's, let's not let's not let's not go back in history and re-up this. I mean, each of us here have a little bit of, you know, uh, 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 encyclopedia skill. Right. We can we can research some stuff. Not, not but, but most importantly, most importantly, not, not you're actually mention. infringing on David's time. You're actually <laughs> infringing mention. on David's time. Not to okay. mention Ryu yeah. spans all of gaming. He was there when it was born with the Nintendo where it was reborn with the Nintendo and gaming had life again. And he's been there through all the generations. And he just had his original three games, his three games the, come said, back out. since the beginning of gaming. The rebirth of gaming. The rebirth. Are you sure it was the just a rebirth? So he wasn't there. So he, so he wasn't there during the crash. When it crashed and there almost was no video game industry, he wasn't uh, a no. part of that at all. He was there. Sure? After. He was part of the rebirth. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Darth oh. Revan also had a rebirth because before he figured out he was Darth Revan, he was some puny little Jedi that no one cared about. But you mean a child? That's how it works, Corey. You start off as a baby, and then you become a child. <laughs> then you become no, an adult. That's pretty much how it works. No, no. He forgot his memory. Or they wiped his memory or some trash. How many sequels has Darth Revan got? He was one and done, huh? That's weird. All right, all right. You guys, you guys, you, you guys could literally bicker. And, and David, David, I just want to let you know this, that Jeremy has not voted. So Jeremy let me just, let me just is say very likely to when you vote Darth Revan. Oh, I vote Ryu Hayabusa. So once remember so that. Ju- just so you know that Darth Revan only needed one game because he only needed one game to do his job. He didn't do such a crappy t- job that he needed to do it four more times to do the same thing. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, David. I. Yeah, I honestly. I honestly think Ryu can do it. Is that a vote? Yes. Yeah. You're voting Ryu Ninja Gaiden yes. as the winner between. Okay. All right. Jeremy, did you want to stick your vote out there, even though no one cares at this point? You know what? I will. I will. And it will. was. And it, and was, it was. What? Yeah. Who was it going? My vote for it, and as it matters, anyways, will be uh, will be Ryu Hayabusa. There we go. So <laughs> there uh, we go. it was a clay sweep. <laughs> Ryu is the winner of the video game tourney fight to the death, sponsored by Dogecoin. Uh, it was a great, valiant fight through and through. Everyone gave their all, but in the end, Ryu took the crown. He is the sole survivor. And uh, as a reward, I'm going to do a Ninja Gaiden quote next level. Cool. Wow. Okay. Wow, Spicy. big time. That just made it the that just made it worse. We now move on. <laughs> that's it. We're not that's Four years of our life, and that's yeah. No, no final thoughts about it. No nothing. Like that no is big how fanfare. Uh, 
Yeah, this is what, what was the quote? What was the, the Star Wars quote? This is how uh, democracy ends with thunderous applause. Well, this is how character the battle video game, the video game character bracket fight to the death tourney by Dogecoin ends with a whimper <laughs> and a transition. Very poetic. Thank Moving you. on. Thank you. Uh, we are now going to go to quick fire. We're talking about one, two, sometimes three games that uh, we've been playing and want to highlight. Quick fire. I'll go quick fire first here. So I've been playing three games. I played Biomutant and I beat it. And I did not enjoy most of it. I played <laughs> Unravel 2 co op, about four or five hour game. Enjoyed every second of it. Beautiful game. Very fun. And I've also played a little bit of co-op for Borderlands 3. Um, didn't like it at first. Kind of getting into it a little bit more, though. Um, so that is that has been it for my quick fire. Who wants to give their quick fires next? Yeah, let's go. Uh, been playing Apex, of course. There's a event going on right now called Genesis. It has the original maps of Kings Canyon and World's Edge. They... I, I missed the original Kings Canyon. I didn't even play the original World's Edge. It's completely different. It's it's amazing. I, I recommend if you've played Apex before and didn't didn't like it anymore, play at least a little bit right now. It has the original maps. You'll enjoy it again, or at least for this event. And then, of course, Dead by Daylight. I am playing the crap out of that, trying to get Nemesis to Prestige 3. And there, there's so many blood points. It's so many. And Knockout City. I got high enough level to play um, competitive, but I waited in matchmaking for like six or seven minutes, and there was no match. So people out there, you need to play Knockout City so I can play competitive. That's my quick fire. All right, I'm next. Uh, I just got one on the board for right now. Chivalry 2. It's a medieval um, melee combat game, and it's awesome. It is so much of what you're looking for in a medieval melee combat game. You <laughs> do everything you would do in a medieval melee combat game. But really, it's so much fun. It's hilarious. Uh, the graphics are amazing. The sound effects, the characters dying. You can start the battle by chanting, uh, doing your little chant. It's just it makes you feel like you're there. Um, the siege mode is really good where you're trying to uh, storm a castle, break down the walls, climb up it, do an objective. It's all online, but it's a ton of fun. Um, already had a couple really amazing moments. Uh, real quickly, um, the other team took one of our points, so we had to retreat to our bridge. So we had about 20 of our team on the bridge, just all spread across the bridge. And all of a sudden, we see about 20 to 25 of their guys just coming down. So we all start our chant together. All of us are screaming, ah, ah not, not through the mic, just pressing X twice and it chants. And then you just have a giant clash of swords and spears and axes. And it just feels so amazing. It's so much fun. Um, if you enjoy those types of games at all and you like playing online multiplayer, get it. I'm having a blast with it. What are you playing that on? Uh, PS5. Okay. Cool, is it cool. exclusive? It is not. Um, and it will be getting uh, real crossplay soon. It has fake crossplay. Which is you play with PC players, you play with Xbox players, but you can't actually invite those people to your party. So uh, my buddy so has a PC with it. I can't play with them yet, but they will be adding that eventually. 
Okay. That sounds cool. Fun. cool. Yeah, so a lot of uh, Mountain Blade vibes there too, right? It, yeah. I think it's pretty much Mountain Blade without the single player. Yeah. Um, I know you're a big single player guy, Jeremy, so I don't know if that would you know strike your fancy. Well, well yeah. I mean, apparently in the in the community, I'm an idiot because I don't play the multiplayer at all. That's most. <laughs> that's mostly people play is the multiplayer. It's so much fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just I just don't I like I just don't like getting killed by someone with a pike or a pole arm. I just I just don't. I just I'm just not with it. I killed a dude with someone else's head. That's Their head baller. got chopped that off. Can, that I convinces it up, me a little more. And I threw it <laughs> at him. And he killed him. It was great. It felt yeah. so magnificent. And it's got those uh, moments where, like, I'm surrounded by, like, three guys. So, like, I'm backing up and I throw my big axe at one of them and I pull out my little sword. It just feels epic. Every moment of that game feels epic. So Nice. Well, that is our quick fire, which means we are going to take a quick break and when we come back we will be back with was it worth it this level of the thoughts and players podcast was made possible by your support if you're enjoying the podcast please be sure to like rate and share the show as well as contribute to our community questions and segments doing so helps the show grow keeps our content engaging and most importantly make sure your voice is heard thanks for tuning in and now back to the show and we are back with more thoughts and players. And we are moving on to our favorite segment. Your favorite segment. Was it worth it? And for this level, we are going to go to Corey with um, a PlayStation game. Is that right? What? No so way. What, what, is, what is this game here that you're going to be talking about? The game is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh-oh. Insomniac. Uh-oh. A nice. true PS5 exclusive, yeah. A true PS5. One of the rare PS5 exclusives, right? Well, yeah, I mean, Returnal and Demon's <laughs> Souls. There's, there's, there's a few. Well, that's that's cool, those three. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're going to we're gonna be, or you're going to be talking about some Ratchet yes. & Clank Rift Apart. Of course, we have our five categories. The visual, sign, music, story, technical aspects, and of course, the gameplay. So let's start off with the visuals. This is a PS5 exclusive. So I'm assuming that the visuals are magnifico. Yeah. So if you look at Ratchet and Clank, or if you hear anyone talk about it, they always, they always, always mention it looks like a Pixar movie every time. They've been doing that since the PS3 days. It feels like. And you know what? This one does. <laughs> this one looks like a <laughs> Pixar movie. It looks amazing. You know the level of detail on Ratchet's uh, fur on his face. The level of detail in the world, the um, the stuff that's going around and the level of uh, characters in it and how much stuff is packed on screen. It looks like a living, breathing world. It looks magnificent. Um, now, saying all that, some of the worlds, because you're going from world to world in this game, look kind of dull. There's a desert level with not much going on. There's a swamp type level with not much going on. So even though the visuals look really good, you're kind of bored at that point with the visuals, you know, it's just kind of like, all right, this looks pretty plain Jane. Um, some of the other worlds though look really good. There's a nightclub type level that really shines. I got into a water type level that looks really good. A volcano type that looks really good. So the visuals in this game are excellent. Um, 
for like 90% of the game. And when they do the cutscenes, even though it's still an engine, it feels like there's that extra level of detail. Um, out in the world during the combat, it still looks really good. Uh, Pixar level quality. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. But not not new Pixar, not Luca. Maybe okay. Toy Toy Story 2. Okay, I mean, that was a minute ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. But it's Pixar still, right? True, true that, true that. Okay, so um, let's see. Does it have the sound and music quality of a Pixar movie? What is that like? Well, Jeremy, you have a friend in me. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's a, it's a Pixar pun. You guys are supposed to laugh. Uh, <laughs> I was astonished. It's all falling apart now. Uh, the, the, the music and the sound is all quality stuff. You know, I haven't been amazed by any of the musical scores yet. You know, it sounds cool. The nightclub level had like a really nice techno part to it. Rest of the stuff, a little forgettable. You know, the guns are really cool because there's such a variety of different guns. They all sound really awesome. You know, you have a lightning gun and it does the sparks like it's supposed to, stuff like that. Uh, the sound with the voice acting, I think, is really well done. The actors that play Ratchet and Clank and the newcomers, uh, Katie and Rivet, all do an excellent job. Uh, it's very cartoonish in the delivery and stuff, but there are those moments that feel a little more heavy in terms of like, hey, I'm looking for my family or something like that. And they deliver them really well. So the sound and music, uh, um, music, okay, good. Uh, sound, pretty good. Voice acting, pretty good. Okay. Right. Um, going along with that Pixar thread that you yeah. almost just completely destroyed. Right I, I, I kind of did, yeah. <laughs> Pixar is known for having these uh, really touching, evocative type of stories. How would you rate the story of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart? Yeah, it's, it's Pixar sort of like it's um, what I'll say is it's it's for all ages. You know, it's not a game that an adult's going to be turned off by based on the story. You know, everyone can relate to this. It's kind of like a. Not a fish out of water, but a person trying to find their home. You know, uh, there's night. There's been 19 of these games. So Ratchet is trying to find the Lombaxes. That's the species he's it, the species he is, and he's the last in his universe. So they find a device. They don't find a device. Clank makes a device that's able for you to travel dimensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big bad guy takes control of it, shoots them through a couple dimensions. They get separated, but it does kind of have that heart where it's like, hey, I'm trying to find my family. Um, you're meeting new people that also feel like outsiders in their world. So it does have that Pixar-esque kind of story. I don't think it hits quite as hard as those where you're going to be getting into tears, but it does an okay job. It's it's not it's not an amazing story. You know, I don't recommend this game based on story. Like, hey, you got to play this for the amazing story. But it it gets you through level to level. I would say it's it's good. And I do enjoy the interactions between characters, and I do, I do like to see what's happening next for for the story. But it's it's good, you know. Kids will like it, adults will like it. I don't think any geographic is going to be blown away by it. But it serves its purpose, so to speak. It serves its purpose. It's a it's a decent story. It's a good story, even. But just you know, um, maybe if I was a little more invested. In the 19 games, you know, I think this is my third Ratchet and Clank I've played. I've, I've enjoyed the other two, but maybe I just don't have enough of the Ratchet and Clank, like, blood flowing through me to really, really feel attached. Gotcha. Okay. 
Um, well, let's talk about the technical aspects. You you've played it on the PS5. PS5. You yeah. talked about some games before that you played that had maybe some technical issues here or there, but this is a later project. They may have had some time to take care of those things. How was your technical experience with the game? Yeah, this one feels pretty clean. I haven't run into any bugs, any um I think it I don't know if it crashed on me once or not, but I feel like it hasn't. So everything's been pretty good. You know, everything works like it's supposed to in the game. Now, I don't know if I should put this in the uh, graphics part, the visuals part or the gameplay part. So I'm going to put it in the technical part. Now, while the visuals are amazing and the world is fun to move around in, it does feel like they took a few shortcuts to achieve that kind of visual fidelity. Um, There's a lot of invisible walls. You know, it is a shooter platformer and there's a lot of spots where like, hey, I can I can go on top of that. You know, I can make that jump. And there's just an invisible wall there, which mm. um, isn't fun for exploring. This game does ask you to sp- explore a little bit to get like golden bolts and extra costumes and stuff. So um, I feel like that's technical, right? The invisible walls. Yeah. And while the world looks pretty, it's pretty. Um, it's it's not as real as I'd like it to be in a sense of uh, Ghost of Tsushima, for instance, we were talking about in the news story. When you're running through the leaves and the trees, everything flows with you. Everything moves when you're crossing it. Um, a lot of this stuff is is flat, if that makes any sense. You know, I see a giant bush that has these big leaves. I, I jump right through it. You know, my character goes through the leaves. The leaves don't move. None of that stuff kind of interacts with your character. So it looks pretty until you touch it. Got you. It's not like a Breath of the Wild, for instance, where if you swing your blade, you actually cut the grass and different right, stuff. Not, like not like that at all. You know, it, yeah. you do have, and like I said, maybe this is visuals, maybe this is gameplay, but I'm talking about it technically. Um, it doesn't have where, like, if I'm shooting my gun at a at a plant, the ground's blowing up, or the plant's getting swayed away by the force of my gun. Um, it doesn't have any of that. You know, it does have boxes that break, and it breaks in the really pretty particles and things are flying around the screen, but um, only the stuff they want you to break. Mm-hmm. I feel you. So then that leads us to gameplay. So uh, how would you describe the gameplay of this? I mean, I know the Ratchet and Clanks are predominantly platformers, right? So yeah, um, I would say more shooter than platformer, but they definitely okay. have platforming in it you know it has a decent mix more shooter than platformer but a decent mix they also throw puzzles in there from time to time Mm -hmm. whether it's with the main character ratchet or sometimes you uh use your robot clank or even another character that destroys viruses in this um so there's a decent mix throughout the game uh highlight is definitely the combat though the third person shooting is a lot of fun uh it's not hard I don't ever have a point where I'm like, I can't beat this, but it's fun to test out those guns and fly around the arena and move around and just have a good time. It's not a game that you're ever really going to stress about, but the game gives you something like I 20 guns. You can't really afford all of them throughout your single run, but they all have really unique abilities. You know, you have your standard shotgun, pistol, stuff like that, but you also have a gun that is a bolt that, zips around and ricochets off everything you have a lightning gun you have a gun that is a sprinkler that turns your enemies into hedges and they can't move so they turn into just plants 
and they can't move and they have flowers on them and they can you can shoot them easily and kill them and it works on everything it works on bosses you know looks awesome they have a pixelator gun that makes your enemy pixelated and it's just a lot of fun to test out those weapons uh the upgrade system's actually kind of fun it's not super deep but um the more you use a gun the more it gets upgraded so originally your pistol shoots one bullet so that's awesome right and once it gets to level five, you have a spread of five and it has a much faster shot, which kind of incentivizes you to use all the guns you have and see which ones have these really cool upgraded perks. Um, there's also an upgrade system where you spend these raritanium, it's called, and you can just make it. It's kind of common stuff, more ammo, shoot faster, stuff like that. But uh, gameplay solid. The shooting's really solid. The movement's really solid in the game. Um, I was a little disappointed at first because it didn't feel as nice as... Uh, there are other previous games like Spider-Man with the movement, but you do get upgrades with that with a really fun dash with this like roller skating ability almost. So they do a good job of making sure it's fun to move around the world. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's just gameplay is, is solid all around. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting I'm getting some uh some biomutant flashbacks, but it sounds like better. So <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's definitely polished. Like the little critiques I had about the technical stuff, it's not something that you really notice. You know, I'm I played it like I want to kind of explore every nook and cranny, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it is a seventy dollar game, which right. feels which feels expensive. Yeah. So I did I did make sure I want to try to get as many of the extras and as many of the bolts as I can get, so I can afford all these fun guns. So it feels. Almost like a, how would I put it? A carnival ride, maybe? Okay. You know, they put things in front of you that they want you to see, and you have fun with that. But, like, if you look too close, things start to not, not even fall apart. It's just, they, 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 it's a linear game, and they took you where they wanted to take you. Right. That's an interesting question. So, um, kind of described it related to the the was it worth it the valuation now you just kind of described right. it like being a carnival ride right i mean but let me tell you something 70 dollars that's an amusement <laughs> park price okay <laughs> right um so based upon that 69.99 dollar amount would you say ratchet and clank was worth it so I have many different opinions about this. I don't think I've even figured out was it was it, was it worth it or not yet. But uh, for one, the previous Ratchet and Clank that came out on PS4, it was forty dollars. It had about the same gameplay length, about ten to twelve hours of gameplay. And I don't feel like this game is such a huge upgrade from the PS4 version that I should have had to pay thirty more dollars. So was it worth it? No. But then I look at a game like Resident Evil Village. Um, feels while they're totally different games it feels very similar in a way you know resident evil village is a very linear game it looks very beautiful you know it's it's propelling you towards an end goal like ratchet and clank and that game was 60 bucks so i'm looking at 10 more dollars for ratchet and clank in a genre i i do prefer you know i do like the third person platforming more than i like horror games so um and resident evil wasn't a long game i think i beat that in eight hours so I'm looking at a longer game in a genre I prefer more. Was it worth ten more dollars? Of course, I I really had a good time with it. So where do I stand? Do I stand at the this is an expensive game for the type of game I'm getting, or hey, I had a good time. It wasn't the longest game, but yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. That's a decision you got to make yourself. Uh, PS5 does not have a ton of exclusives, as we said. Um, but this game is not going to hold you over forever. There's just not that much to do. There's not a multiplayer. You know, you can go back for different guns and stuff, but it's not like there's branching storylines. You're playing it for the gameplay, which is admittedly fun. But, you know, Returnal's fun. And that got me 30, 40 hours of gameplay. So I, I, I don't know. Was it worth it? Sure. Yeah. Why not? That I really enjoyed it. Sound, I really enjoyed it. So but sure. all description doesn't make any sense. Now I'm trying, to, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to unbox it. So it's for a minute. You just said like the previous one was $40. It was 40. And this yeah. one is $70. Mm-hmm. So what it sounds like is you're basically here's, here's how I interpret that. Right. Is that you have uh, for instance, and this isn't knocking anybody or anything. <laughs> this is a Ford Explorer. Perfectly fine vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. But a Ford Explorer has a certain price. It came out last time, and that was $40, right? And then you're like, yeah, this is this is totally cool, totally awesome, right? And then over here, I have this BMW 7 Series. Now... The reason now I like SUVs more than cars. And then Ford decides, well, we're going to put out our next Ford Explorer and we have a new drivetrain in it. So I know this BMW 7 Series is 70 is $60 and that Ford Explorer before was $40. But now this new one, because it has a drivetrain, this new Explorer is going to be $70. And you're saying, well, here's the thing. I, I had the BMW 70 series and I like that. And this Explorer is only $10 more and I prefer SUVs. And it's like, okay, I understand that. But the Explorer is a lesser brand than the BMW. So it's kind of a weird thing to say, well, here's the thing. I mean, if you like BMWs, Pay ten more dollars for the SUV. I know the last SUV you got that's the exact same name and make and model and company was thirty dollars cheaper. But go ahead and pay ten dollars more for this newer one because you know if you like SUVs, it's it's kind of a thing where it's like, well, the the thing you have to you're comparing it to its peers, right? Right. Was it? Was it worth it in that if you're telling me that the previous one was $40 and it made a $30 jump and you're telling me the only thing that really changed was just the graphical fidelity? Was that graphical fidelity enough of a change to appreciate $30? It uh, sounded like you said not really. I mean, that was a little long-winded, your yeah, it was. example, but it was good. <laughs> um, but, but is it even fair to – I don't know. I don't know the answer, Jeremy, because – I, like I said, I didn't really get in the Ratchet and Clank until the PS3 version. Was that one fifty? I think that one was fifty or sixty bucks. So they gave us a discount. Like, what's the right answer? Like, is it a forty dollar game? Like, I had fun with it when it was seventy bucks. I had fun. I enjoyed my experience. So I guess yes, it's worth it. But at the same time, it's seventy freaking dollars, and that's expensive. And the previous one was forty. So I feel uh, not ripped off, but I feel like, why'd you charge me seventy? Like that's what I'm feeling, but you that know, sounds looking, like that sounds like a not worth it thought process. Though. But I have a hard time telling everyone 
a game I really enjoyed, a game I really like, mm-hmm. is not worth the price tag. Because video games are just one of those those medias that you can look at a game and like not knock both these games are good, but Resident Evil Village, which is a short game. It's seven hours, you know, eight hours. David, how long did it take you to beat your playthrough? Six? Uh seven and a half. Seven and a half hours for sixty bucks. And then you have a game like The Witcher Three. Jeremy, how many hours? 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100? Like, I I have right. a friend who has 100 hours into that. So is Resident Evil Village, should that be priced 60 when The Witcher 3 is worth priced 60? It, it's hard to know, you know, because video games, they have, they have a price. When you make a brand new video game, it comes out at the top price most of the time. And Ratchet feels like it's playing in that playground now. Right, but Ratchet and Clank didn't do that before, and it doesn't sound like they did anything to appreciate. That's all I'm trying to understand, I guess. I I, I get you. Um, like I said, at 40 I felt like the PS4 version was great. Loved it. $40 was a steal for it. Uh, $70 is not a steal for this game. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, mm-hmm. but it is a good game. Okay. So is, it, is it worth it? If you're looking for a game to buy and you're interested in this game and you have the money, yes. That's a nonsensical recommendation. It's worth it. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Is that a little bit of a cop-out? Yes. You're you're basically just saying, hey, if you have money and you like a game, it's worth it. If you have a PS5 and you want a game... And you have the money. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's worth it. I think it's okay. worth it for me personally. Like, all right, so, Jeremy, if you came to me and said, hey, Corey, uh, I was looking at Ratchet and Clank. Should I get it? I, w- I would probably tell you to wait for a sale. Then, okay, but then, okay, but then you're answering that it's not worth it then. But if you have the money and you want to get that. We're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> we're moving it's, on. It, it's worth it, I think. It, Okay, Corey That's says. That's a tough game. That's a tough Corey game. says it's worth it, except it's expensive for what it is, and he would recommend you get it if it was on a sale. I'm but like, it's worth all, where it's at. And this is all like Sony's fault because at sixty dollars, I think I would have no issue because that's just the price of every game, sixty bucks. But right. ten dollars feels like an extra premium. And it's like, is this game better than literally thousands of other games that have come out at sixty? No, for sure, it's worse than a lot of them, but. That's the price it is now. So you kind of just have to, you know, that's not that's not. But that's not the price. There's a bunch of different games that get released at different price points all the that's, time. That's the price Sony has set for their exclusive games. Right. So it could be it could come to a discussion where none of Sony's exclusives are worth it because because the ten dollar hike, there is there's no difference between that and a different type of game. Right. Yeah. None. Yeah. That sounds like an excellent roundtable discussion. It does. <laughs> we can probably have that since you know we're done with that uh yes. four year character bracket. Exactly. We're done with the four year character bracket. Just had a four year was it worth it on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And now we are moving on from was it worth it. Guys, let us know if you're interested in Ratchet and Clank. Let us know if you agree with Corey. And also let us know what Corey is actually thinking. I was about to say, what do they agree Yeah, I was gonna say what are they what are they be agreeing with? Um uh, <laughs> How about you guys decipher that and you let us know what you think just happened? Okay. How about we have that go on? So um, we have Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank apart. 
We are going to get apart or away from Ratchet and Clank. And we're going to move on to a game. And this level's game is... Game Rude. I thought I was taking it. Okay, go ahead. Gamerly Grood. Eric, you're Gamerly Grood. Featuring Steve Harvey. Oh, wow. Is he still here? I don't even know. He's here. Yeah, no, oh, yo, we hi, have Steve. Him. There you go. Hello, we Steve. Have okay. Him. Yeah, we have him on retainer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. For how long? Is this like a yearly contract or forever? Uh, we, we play it by year. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've got a great Gamerly Groot for you guys. Uh, the okay. issue with all the Gamerly Groots we've done before is you two stink at this game. And it's unfortunate yeah. because okay. whenever I throw up a... Okay. I, well, I've won, I've won every time. But whenever we do a topic, um, <laughs> you guys get like one or two. So it's like, what, what are you guys doing? I want to throw you guys a bone a little bit. And I'm going to get you something that every gamer, I think, should have at least a clue about. So okay. we have... We have, well, it's actually millions on the board or thousands on the board, but I'm going to ask you for the top 10 selling games of all time. I'm talking okay. specific games, not franchises, even though, you know, parts of franchises might be in this. I'm talking about specific games. Okay. Okay. So whenever one of you is ready, you may ding in. Remember, it's three X's. Mm-hmm. And then you're out. Whoever has the most is the winner. Top 10 selling games of all time. Okay. The audience is already. David. Call of Duty. What one was that? Cold War? Call of Duty Cold War. Yeah, the Black Ops Cold War. Whatever. Is. Let's go to the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> It does not make the top 10 of all time. I mean, David, uh, was it that the selling point when it was came out or whatever? No, no, no. Um, No, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, bud. Let me go ahead and take the lead on this. Now, obviously, I think maybe the first game on there, number one, is going to be Grand Theft Auto five. I mean, obviously, that's the best selling game of all time. You know, something's not is. Grand Theft Auto 5 on the board. Let's go to the board. <laughs> that does make sense. Ding ding at number two. Ooh. With 145 million copies sold. Yeah. 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 145 million. David, do you have a response to that? Um, yeah. Okay. We, we need you with something, David. I know. I'm I'm debating if free games count. Do free games count? I don't know how much I'm supposed to Okay, no, League, of, League no, of Legends. No. No, free games do not count. Okay. Then it's not League of Legends cuz that's free. Okay, I'm going to have to go with Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Um what is that game? Uh, oh crap! Uh, Diablo two. Diablo two. Is it on the board? Let's go to the board. Steve, you, you want me to break it to him? Bam! Turbo. Uh, it's not on the board, David. I'm I'm so sorry. I I thought this would help you, David. No, uh, Jeremy. I, do you have? I knew I wasn't gonna get any. 
Okay. Well, it looks like I am uh, back in the fray here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a uh, uh, a black horse here, a sneaky sneak, as they call it. And I'm gonna go with because it's so popular. You mean dark horse? What did I say? Black horse? Yeah, same thing. Okay. So I'm gonna go with the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. It's had twenty fucking freaking versions. Let's go to the bull. <laughs> yeah, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. And, and, the hell was that? I think it's fixed. I don't know why you two are the way you are. It's easily fixed. Why do you pick bad topics? It's number 19. It has sold 30 million copies worldwide. Guys, I need you to think bigger. Bigger than Skyrim? Of course. David, you have two X's. If you get this wrong, you will have lost. You know what this is, David? You know what this is, David? I just got triggered, number one. You know what this is, David? This is we gotta think bigger. So you know what we gotta do? We gotta think like children. Because the last title he had were all children movies. So now we gotta sit here and think about about a bunch of children games like Super Mario or or Donkey Kong or some crap like that. So go ahead. Go ahead and do it. That's what this is. You have you have two X's. This will be your final guess if you get it wrong. Yeah, I know. They're going for I believe total victory number two. I think you beat Jeremy once. No, I, I don't think I've won a game yet. That's fair. That's very believable. So please. I, I'm like the complete opposite of you. <laughs> David, David, you got this. All right. I don't I don't think I do. Um, You know, go on and be young. Put your skirts on however you want to wear them and stuff like that. Okay, we definitely. Something ain't right about that one. Um, I, I don't even know what the next topic I'm going to pick is. Name the seven Resident Evil games. So you guys can get more there, than one. There, there's, there's a lot yeah, more I know. than seven. I know. I'm upset. How about um, things that aren't dictated by children? As I know this list will also be. Okay. I'm so sorry. You Minecraft. Feel that is Minecraft on the list? Of course it is. 200 million copies sold. The number one best-selling game of all time there you go. is Mind there crap. you go, David. David there you go, you David. On the board. <laughs> I'm on the board. Woo! That's exactly. a first. Tied with Jeremy. Oh my Jeremy God. with one X. You have a chance here to take the lead again. Right. You right. have number one and number two figured out. Right. Let's see here. Top ten. Um. So let me think like a child. Boop doop 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 doop. Is Roblox on there? Is that on there? It's one of my guesses. <sighs> Is Roblox? Isn't Roblox a free game? No, it's a free site of games. Let's go to the ball. Community of games. It's not an actual like game itself. Well, that's okay because I don't like Jeremy's attitude, anyways. And <laughs> yeah, well, hell, since yeah. we crashed and burned, <laughs> let's think go. Like, think like a child, huh? Yeah, yeah. David, I'm yeah, for that. You. Ugh. Our Minecraft was for a reach, all right? Do you know um, who that ex-girlfriend is rooting for you? Wink, wink. You have got to get the pick in. You got this, all right? I'm, Best-selling I'm, games of all time. Get I'm your leaving. first victory. Destroy um, this chump. If you just pick a game that sounds like it could be the top one, I'll just give you the yes. <laughs> no, I, no, I want to lose <laughs> fair and square. <laughs> you um, probably will. Oh no, definitely. Let's see. Let's play it. Let's see. 
that's that's free game. That's a series. Like you can name a game in a series. Yeah, but you said it's a, a specific game, though. Right. You just have to name the right game. Yeah. Okay. I just thought maybe you were xing them out because it was part of a series. No, I was just xing out because maybe as the series it did what well. I was thinking Mario Kart. I don't think a I don't think a single Mario Kart is in the top ten. I think Mario Kart could be in the top ten overall, but not solely. But with Minecraft, Grand Theft Auto, Vice City. Let's go with Halo Three. Steve, let's go to the ball. <laughs> Halo Three is not on the list. I'm and, dying up here, and you are eliminated unless That's Jeremy fair. gets one wrong, and then we will do a sudden death. Jeremy, That's not how it works. A, That's not how it works, I, bud. We're 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 gonna get a winner. I That's not care. how it works. Rules are changing. We're getting a winner. That's not how it works, though. Jeremy, you have. Well, no, you're gonna I get lost. one right here. I lost Jeremy or tied for in square. Jeremy could lose too. Yeah, I lost or tied for in square. Well, the way it works oh, is then right. you would get one more guess, and if you get it right, you win. If you get it wrong, Jeremy wins. Right. But Jeremy, you still have you still have one more X. I'm confident you're going to get the last eight games. Right, right, right. I'm still going to get the right. Um. So let's go with. <sighs> let's go with. Call of Duty Black Ops. Uh, <laughs> oh, hell no. No. Okay. No. Okay. So here's how Gamer League Groot is going to finish. David, you have one guess. Is this how you want to do it, Jeremy? The official. See, I, I barely official had way? three guesses. The official way is fine. The official way is fine. Jeremy, is that okay with you? What's the official way? First? Well, the official way Family Feud does it is. When a guessing family gets the last wrong answer, it goes to the other family. And if they guess one of the answers right, they win. If they guess it wrong, the other team wins. Right. So if David guesses wrong, I win. Right. If he guesses right, he would win. Right. Okay. Are you okay? All right. David, oh you have God, I one more again. guess. I was hoping uh, you'd be thinking while Jeremy was going. I thought I was done. But see, that's not the case. Yeah, this is upsetting. Um, let's go with let's see, Minecraft one. Can he get a win? One. Wow. Twenty plus years of gaming knowledge in his brain, and all he can think about is free to play and Overwatch. Yeah, and Dead by Daylight. Um. What about The Last of Us? Excuse me? You mean, you mean to tell me a council-exclusive game yeah. that came out five years... Eh, eh. Ten Jeremy, years ago. Jeremy, you are the winner. Congratulations. Game really great. Right. What's the... You guys, you guys stink. Yes, we you do. You picked terrible, terrible, terrible categories and topics. At number 11, or actually at number 10, because the game is on the top 10 twice, so I'm not going to count it twice. At number 10 is Pac-Man. At number Ugh. 9 is We Fit. At number what? 8, We Fit, man. A lot of people want to get skinny that summer. Wow. At number 8 is Mario Kart 8. Did Slash it 
It so was. Oh it was wow. Forty three million copies. Wow. At number I was seven. At number seven, I'm surprised neither of you got this. Pokemon Red, Green, Blue, and Yellow. That's so far fetched. <laughs> at number six, Jeremy, you had mentioned this. Those game. are those are three games. They're the same game. They're essentially, there's essentially they're the same game. At number six is Super Mario Bros, which Jeremy, you you did mention, but you didn't give it as an answer. Um, David, I'm surprised you didn't pick this one. At number five is Players Unknown Battlegrounds. It That's has a free sold, game. It was never free. No. Yes, it was. It's not free. I got that for free. It's not a David. I don't know. That's not, it's not that's a free, not a free game. game. It's not a free game. It may be maybe not on, anymore. No, no, no. It's no, it off, not free. Yeah. I, I, I did not pay a single cent for that game. Well, then you're kicked off the podcast because we don't let ROM hacks on this podcast. It's not a ROM hack. It was in like beta or whatever. They might have handed out some uh, Steam codes when they were in early access. Maybe. I remember it. I remember it being like thirty dollars in early access. It was. I, it was. Thir- it was thirty I bucks. I definitely when I bought would it. have bought it for thirty bucks. <laughs> it was seventy I million about sold. It. I thought about it. God dang it! Um, this one was a little bit of a cheat, but it is a pack-in game. We're talking Wii Sports, which that's, sold. That's a full-on cheat. That yeah, that came the, with the council. That's a full-on cheat. It yeah. is on the list. Eighty-two million. Number three is Tetris, the granddaddy of all puzzle games, the best puzzle game ever made. Sold hundred million copies across all platforms. That's also cheap because that's there's so many different Tetris games. You guys might have good arguments if you guess games that were even within like the top twenty. Okay, but okay, we listen. When we talked about Cold War, wasn't that the, like the best-selling game of like ever? It was or whatever. Top, it was a top ten best-selling games in U.S. history. Yeah, exactly. So how is that not up there? Um, the last also, you said within the top twenty. You just said Elder Scrolls Skyrim Five was nineteen. Yeah, it was so 19. I think so. I think Ooh, we were big deal. So okay, I, yeah. Okay. So we were in, we were in the top twenty. Hey, good job, David. Last of Us is uh, number forty-nine. Heck yeah. Don't worry, worth, guys. I'll, I'll pick an even. I'll pick an even easier topic next time. I'm so sorry. I had to. Uh, yeah, do it. Keep doing think it. it. Think Keep about it. Think about gamers. Don't pick. Don't pick things that either little children play or that came out in like 1972 and we don't have a reference for it. Okay. Gotcha. Next time, I'll pick games that are ref- that are relevant within the, maybe the last 10 to 15 years. Right. Next time, I'll pick topics that are totally subjective. That there really can't be a top 10 for like hottest male characters or there is best a list. Cross- or there is a list for it, though. Yeah, of there course. Is. From some Joe a Schmo on a blog. You want to you hey, know what's weird about that? that is that those blogs. are apparently subjective, and more people got more things right, which means that they're actually more universally true. Because I was Boom. playing them. Then something like, Boom. oh, <laughs> we sports. I know it was a packet, whatever. We're moving <laughs> on. Andy <laughs> Spotlight. Uh... Indie spotlight that we uh you know indie spotlight is where we get to highlight an independent game, and this independent game we all three have had a chance to play. It's an oldie but a goodie. I think there were rumors of a uh, of the second the sequel coming out not too far from now, uh, and that is Darkest Dungeon. Um, how would we even describe Darkest Dungeon? It uh, is a strategic roguelike RPG. Mm, yeah, yeah, turn based. 
that's actually that's all those are part. actually yeah all those are actually apt descriptions it is a dungeon crpg roguelike with turn-based combat um you have your merry band of i believe up to four people you can go into different levels they have different challenges so some are just battles where you where you have to go into a dungeon and you have to complete 100 percent of the battles and rooms or different stuff like that and other challenges um your people can get afflicted with different things that's where it becomes really interesting right mm -hmm. because it's yeah. all about this uh this light morality this kind of purity system so you're able to buy torches you have torches they illuminate they give they give light to these dungeons and the less light you have the more of the sanity of your people are affected when they fight different monsters or different enemies that also affects their psyches walls their health um, your characters can be killed off. Um, yes. David, I know you said in your run that you didn't have anyone. I haven't have anyone had anyone die, die yet. Okay. I really liked the uh, the torch thing. Like yeah. the less light there is, the like the harder the difficulty of the uh, enemies were going to be. Yep. So I made sure that light was all the way on all the time because <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to die. Yeah. Corey, you had uh, did you have any any people die on your run? Um, in my first time I've ever played the game, I played this one about three missions. But the first time I played, I definitely had a guy die. Uh, it was my friend Eric. So the next adventure I got, I named it him Eric Junior to carry on the legacy. <laughs> um, <but laughs> yes, yes, that's yeah. a fun part naming the characters after people you know and watching them die. Right, right. Yeah, um, they can get just straight killed off, right? Uh, they can get to a point where they're on the brink of death or something, and mm -hmm. sometimes if certain things happen, they can suffer afflictions. I had a couple of people suffer heart attacks because <laughs> uh, they were getting beat up, and they thought they were about to die, and then they were able to get brought back. And I did have one guy that just straight kicked the bucket on me. Uh, it was his fault. Um, <laughs> let's see, they have, obviously there's this, hamlet right that kind of serves as your main base for your people mm -hmm. and there you can obviously recruit new warriors you can um buy weapons for them uh you also have these different areas where if your people suffer these psychotic afflictions one being something like paranoia or fear or they, they may become zealous or something right uh, you can send them to these different places i think one is like a a, a tavern or a bar essentially Mm -hmm. uh, one is a essentially a church essentially, and yeah. there's a sanitarium as well that you unlock later on after the after the initial missions and you can send them there to clear these afflictions hopefully clear these diseases but they may also you know pick up bad habits right like someone you could send someone that's suffering really bad from paranoia to the tavern to take care of it so they can Anything drink problem. Their, Stuff away, they can they can develop alcoholism, and then you have that issue. <laughs> and, and it's all funnier than alcoholism, right? Exactly. It's it's um, it's a weird, weird, strange game that has a lot of randomness. Everything's yeah. based upon percentages, stuff like that. Um, I, but I all do want to. Yeah, I do want to note that I really liked the voice of the narrator and oh, yeah. like just the way that. They told the story it was very well, and the the graphics it was like a uh, animated graphic novel in my yeah. opinion. And yeah, that's kind of that's the style of it. Yeah, this yeah, I really liked it. 
Yeah, you kind of like, stole my thunder. I was going to mention the graphics. Love it. Looks like a storybook kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, real dark. Um, I also like the combat system a lot because it forces you to have certain positions. So your group of four is lined up, you know, where you want to have your warrior in the front and your spellcasters in the back. And a lot of the things you do can change that. The enemies or even some of your own attacks can move you back one spot or move you forward a spot. Mm -hmm. So you're always really trying to have the perfect combination of your characters in the right spots so they can do the best possible attacks. And that's a really fun puzzle to try to figure out in the midst of battle. Yeah, I didn't even even realize that until at one point. The, The characters themselves, there's like a little grid somewhere on there. I can't remember where. But it shows you which one of the four spots that they really prefer to be in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, so, oh, okay, yeah. So I, I moved them around a little bit, and yeah. They, so they for each well. for each attack, it shows you what spots you can use that from and what spots it'll hit. And it mm-hmm. can even work out to where like your big night guy can have attacks that are actually ranged, and he can only shoot them from far back in the in the group so you might be able to make him where it's like okay he can attack when he's in the front and in the back so it gives you a ton of customization and going right. back to the hamlet real quick um all that stuff you mentioned is upgradable which yep. i yep. do love me a game that has just upgrades on upgrades on upgrades you know <laughs> prices of the store becomes 10 percent cheaper you know yep. you can have one more hero in your roster stuff like that i really enjoy just kind of maxing out those things yeah and of course, uh, the game is just unforgivingly difficult, mm. and you're gonna you're gonna lose some people. You're gonna <laughs> lose them. When you lose them, they go in the cemetery, which is also located in the hamlet, and you can kind of see who they were and what they died of. So yep. <laughs> that's great. But it's yeah, it's been around for a minute. The graphic style, everything's incredible. I think Darkest Dungeon 2 has been rumored to be coming out pretty soon. I don't know when, but I'll definitely be looking at that. Because um, I just had a bunch of fun with it. And so I'll, that's a game I'll probably continue playing for a minute. But um, Darkest Dungeon, guys, check that out. It is on Xbox Game Pass mm-hmm. for PC or console. Console. Okay. I tried. Um, I tried PC only on console. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know that it originally came out on PC. I remember hearing about it like, like five, six years ago or something. I was watching a podcast. I think maybe or like around that time. And uh, yeah, so it's on console Xbox. Make sure you check it out if you want to, or obviously you can just buy it on Steam or something like that. Hey, right. maybe a good grab on the Steam sale. I think it's under five dollars right now, the Steam summer sale. So maybe check that out too. But that's it for the Indie Spotlight. We're going to move on to our final thoughts where we give one last thought or point we want to make. It can be related to this podcast episode or something completely random. So who would like to give their final thoughts first? I can go real quick. Um, Doki Doki Literature Club has recently just been released for the Switch, the Xbox, and the PlayStation. Yes. Uh, man, that was quite the experience of a game. It's a visual novel, so there's actually not that much gameplay to it, mm-hmm. but it is an experience I literally will never forget. So if you are not a PC guy like Jeremy and David, they're not PC guys like me. You know, I played it on PC, right. um, loved it on there. But if you're not a PC guy like those two, um, buy it for a console. It's actually kind of expensive now. It's 13 bucks. 
which it's free on PC, but it is just an incredible experience that you won't forget. Like I guarantee it. And it looks very kawaii and Japanese and anime ish, but man, it's uh it's got some darkness to it. Have you have you yeah, checked so- out uh Doki Doki Literature Club Plus? That that's what that's what it is. Okay, because it's that's it's okay. also it's also that price on Steam from what I saw. Oh, okay. So they added so I'm guessing they might have added new content. I'm not sure. They they did. I, I don't okay. know if it was significant enough for me to want to buy it for 13 bucks, but yeah. you know, if it's your first time going through it, I, I would recommend it. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. I'll go. Okay. So a lesson I learned very recently, aka today, when you change your oil in anything make sure you put the dipstick back because it's you know especially if it's your riding lawnmower you're gonna have oil all over your shoe and you're gonna wonder why and it's mm-hmm. because you didn't put the dipstick back in mm-hmm. have oil everywhere all over the engine the casing it's no bueno no bueno put the dipstick back in the that's dipstick, my final thought the dipstick with the cap on it well i mean it has the it's connected yeah with, it's, co- it's yeah. connected to the cap right yeah yeah if you don't put the dipstick back in, then you're the dipstick. Touche. Touche. That's my final You've thought. You've got a friend in me. My final thought is um, I am so happy that I beat Biomutant and I'm done with that game. <laughs> um, so, so I get to move on and play other games. Like um, Phoenix, something arising. I was playing it before, and I might get might get back to it. I have that on PlayStation Five, so hey, I may actually get to play it. Um, Woo! Also, an additional final thought. You get two, okay. <laughs> that I will state and not expand on further. Oh, oh. I might end up kind of being an ocean racist. <laughs> that ends level 31 of the Thoughts and Players podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast service. Uh, you can like and follow the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Thoughts and Players, all one word, as well as on Instagram, Thoughts.Players, YouTube, Twitter at Thoughts Players 2, and on TikTok. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next Man, either not uh, yeah. not working for you, huh? I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. <laughs>